You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to scratch an itch that I've scratched once a year for the last 40 (laughs) years. And I'm just leaving that hanging out there for a minute in case Dan wants to say something about it. (laughs) You should probably get that checked out. It's lingering. It's chronic. It's called a birthday. And I had another one. And I just can't help it. It's always around the same time, too. Yeah, always. I don't know what to do about this. Always the same. It's a seasonal kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a birthday, and if you're listening to the show, you know that we like to do things related to music. It's probably pretty <laughs> evident to this point. And so that includes seeing seeing concerts. This was a kind of a weird year because I've spent so many weekends lately traveling around that I just didn't want to uh, on my birthday weekend. And that was despite the fact that my roommates, who I'd normally probably spend that time hanging out with, were out of town. So I didn't spend my birthday entirely alone, but it was more alone than I would have intended it for it to be if I had planned a little bit better. Yeah. But nonetheless, I had to go see a show, and we'll get to the one that I chose in just a second. I want to talk for a second about the ones that I missed. (laughs) I didn't see. So Casey mentioned this before we hit record here. Rizzuto prominent morning DJ in St. Louis had a birthday bash as the point called it uh, about a week or two before my birthday, which featured the urge and stabbing Westward and Jimmy's chicken shack. And you should know that the itch loves us some urge. And I would have loved to see that show. But at the same time, that same night, my family invited me to see a Cardinals game. And as much as I do not advocate seeing Cardinals games right now, (laughs) I do advocate spending time with your family. And Aaron, I want to apologize too because you know we're obviously some shitty friends. If we can't get you the urge to play for your birthday, like we're just we're we're not great friends, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let you know that I already made a graphic hoping that I could go to that show that scratched out Rizzuto and put Aaron. <laughs> so it was going to be Aaron's birthday bench. I was going to post that. It was going to be great. I had it all planned out because the urge was going to play just for me. And then, and then we didn't, didn't go. And we didn't go. <laughs> and the Cardinals game wasn't very good either. Um, so <laughs> imagine that. What are you gonna do? So we missed that. The other one that was, I think it was actually on my birthday, or at least like a day or two around it, in St. Louis again, where I was not, uh, though I could have been. Was what did they call it? Disney punk rock or something yes. like that? Yes, it was uh, sold out super quickly too. It sold out like like a half hour after I learned that it existed. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so because I'm like, you know, I'm a fan of goofiness and irony and stuff like that. And so like you're a 40 year old man. You grew up in the golden era of Disney animated films. Yeah. Like, why not spend your birthday listening to pop punk covers of Hakuna Matata and <laughs> Under the Sea? <laughs> why not? Like, it's the, <laughs> I, I would have done it, but the tickets sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have done it, too. That was a that was a red flag. OK, yeah, yeah. Those guys announced a Christmas show, and so I'm still thinking about checking that out. But it's not Disney covers. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the steel. still still cool, but not quite as cool. Yeah. <laughs> so nonetheless, the, the opportunities were dwindling, you guys, <laughs> until <laughs> yeah. at the last minute, I discovered 
that Eve Six was going to be performing at a thing called the Skokie Backlot Bash. <laughs> so Casey in the in the last uh, concert got to see a backyard tour. I got to see a backlot bash. This was <laughs> I, I. It's a it's a you know, Chicago has a lot of like street festivals throughout the summer. Yeah. Uh, this one's up in Skokie is a northern suburb, and so this place was literally in like the back, like the street between a church and the public library. And so it was kind of an interesting place to see, to see a band play. Um, when I looked up the directions, it literally direct takes you to the library. I'm like, this is where <laughs> I'm going to see you six at the public library. Okay. It's an adventure. <laughs> but dude, it was, it was great. If you go back into the itches archives, you will hear a shortcut about Eve six, which includes what Casey refers to as his heel turn. <laughs> Which is the rare time when he spoke negatively about someone's album. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely grim value. It was we grim. Had, yeah. yeah. We have some history with Eve Six as well, because from what I understand, like we were supposed to have seen their last show ever under the arch. Yeah. We did for okay. a while. Yeah. It was an incredible show, too, because not only were they awesome, but it was like un- it was we were sitting on the footsteps of the arch to watch them play. Mm-hmm. And they were playing like in front of the riverfront. It was an incredible setting. It was 2004. Yeah. And they, they split at that point and didn't reunite for, I think that speaking code in like 2012 or something was like eight yeah. years later to come back. I have beef with them for this. And if we ever get Max Collins on this show, I'm going to bring this up. I do not know how you can be a band that plays your last show saying goodbye beneath the St. Louis arch and you have a song in your catalog that closes your final album called Arch Drive Goodbye. <laughs> and you don't play it. Like you set yourself up perfectly for this. And then we're like, eh, forget it. <laughs> I don't understand that. I've won the 18 years that has haunted me. So, Max, <laughs> we're going to talk about this. You think he even remembers that? Like, you probably don't even remember. I'm sure he doesn't. He probably doesn't remember per se, but I'm sure he would have something to say about it if we brought it up. Yeah, if you brought it up exactly like that, he would yeah. probably laugh his ass off for one. I hope so. But... I'd like to make Max laugh. Seems like a fun <laughs> challenge. So another thing, you know, Eve Six, a couple of years back, right around pandemic time, they um, experienced what I would call a pseudo resurgence when <laughs> Max himself sort of became a a Twitter comedian slash provocateur slash troll. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of things. He became <laughs> yeah. very entertaining on the internet, and hence their followers, like their bread and butter, is still inside out and that stuff. But they they experienced more of a resurgence than most bands whose heyday was twenty plus years ago could ever hope to do. Yeah. So respect to him for sort of like reinventing himself and really reinventing their sound on the music that they put out now and. And again, not necessarily a sound that the itch is incredibly fond of, <laughs> though I will say that it's grown on me a little bit over time. But I can still respect a band for being like, you know what? I don't give a crap. I'm just going to make whatever I want to hear. And if people like it, so be it. And if not, whatever. <laughs> you can tell they're not trying to impress anybody. They're just doing what seems fun. And I respect that. Yeah, right. I agree with that. Yeah. All that to say, the first thing that he says whenever they take the stage is, do you guys like late 90s radio rock? <laughs> because they know what the people are there for, especially at a free show. Because this was, again, a street festival. So it was free to us. I'm sure they got paid decent enough because they don't they don't play that many shows. 
they're not from Chicago. They're from Southern California. So I don't know what brought them out there. Maybe a big <laughs> check from the Skokie Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> the firehouse. <laughs> yeah. But let me tell you guys, like, whatever you feel about their newer music, they have a catalog. It's not just Inside Out. They had a number of other, of like, smaller but really good pop rock radio hits. And it fills a set list very nicely. Oh, yeah. It was crazy catchy. So they're out there, you know, they start with How Much Longer, which I think was the first track on their first album, if I remember right. They play basically the majority of my favorites. I used to have a Eve 6 mixtape I made, and they probably covered 80% of it. To be honest, guys, most of this review is going to be me quoting things that Max said on the stage because I thought he was kind of funny. <laughs> so I think that happened a lot when we see Bad Flower, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's a Bad it Flower is. thing where it's like, you got to listen to what Josh says, and then... <laughs> So in the in the intro to Open Road song, he kind of talks about he's very self-aware and kind of meta. So he start he talks about how there's a whole bunch of songs out there about driving. He's like, everybody's got, you know, a song about driving. It's like, but this one, this is a very specific one. Nobody else has a song about driving an 82 Pontiac with the bumper duct taped together and gum on the roof and the Tom Petty album playing side B, which is better than side A. And he just keeps going on and on and on about these very, very specific minutia, ridiculous details about this ancient Pontiac that he drove. And I thought that was a very quality setup to open road song. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And then he addresses Casey's greatest fear, which is that they're going to play grim value music. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, listen, everybody. I don't want anyone to get nervous and weird, but we're going to play a couple of new songs. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd proceeded to boo. No, they didn't. It was like, <laughs> it was a free show. What are they booing I know, for? I'm, I'm kidding. No. He was like, <laughs> and by that, I mean exactly two. He was, you guys can <laughs> indulge us that. And they did. He was like, because we know what you're here for. And we give the people what they want because we are consummate professionals. <laughs> So two new songs and then all their 90s stuff. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, 90s stuff. I mean, do they, do they play like Veronica or like the... Um, Victoria. Like no, Victoria. they did. Victoria, that's what I meant. Wow. Yeah. I, I was hoping they would play Victoria. Like, There's some really good things off of that album too, yeah. Yeah, Speaking Code was a solid album. It's in a weird yeah. space now because it feels like, you know, again, their original run in like the late 90s, early 2000s, and they split for a long time and then they did Speaking Code and then they kind of disappeared again. Yeah. Until 2020 or so. Yeah. yeah, so like another eight-year hiatus. So Speaking Code just kind of exists in this weird middle space. <laughs> yeah, it's a void. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't part of their heyday, but it also isn't part of what they're really doing now. Right. So I don't know. They had a substitute drummer, a guy named Trevor, who apparently makes the best bagels in L.A. That's his full-time job, if I understood correctly. He's okay. a he's a bagelist um, and also a drummer. <laughs> so he goes on this long rant this is yeah he goes on this long rant about trevor and and bagels and los angeles and at the very end of it he goes okay this song's called i want to bite your face and (laughs) (laughs) if you're gonna have a song called i want to bite your face you have to announce it like something like that at a show you have to draw attention to it being called that (laughs) at that point in the show i could just tell you i'm like there's just something about this band that makes me happy yeah and I think it's that kind of stuff that and they played anytime, which I don't know if you guys remember the film out cold. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
that song we play that song a lot on our show yeah well we used to good because it's an awesome song <laughs> yeah we still we still play it quite often on the on the radio show that one and amphetamines is probably one of my favorites yes amphetamines they played late in the set anytime was the same i pulled a kc and i recorded an entire song in video uh <laughs> and, it, and it was anytime because i think that it's just that one might be my favorite so <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I was enamored with all of the the banter in between, and the, like I said, kind of this interesting level of self awareness. Because like after that one, he was like, he was thanking everybody for coming to the show. And he's like, we really appreciate that you're here supporting us uh, because we don't have any other actionable skills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he paused for a second. And he's like, except for Trevor, he can make bagels. <laughs> <laughs> And then before Think Twice, which Think Twice is a you know a song about a guy getting angry about his his uh, girl. his girl stepping out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if you're the kind of person who goes to a rock show and stands there with your arms crossed and your brow all furrowed, looking angry, <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> At one point during the set, I'm pretty sure that he and John, the guitarist spoke to each other for a few seconds in pig Latin to discuss the next song. Cause they said something and it was, it was like a few sentences, but it sounded like gibberish. <laughs> I caught like enough of the sounds and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he just told him what the next song was going to be. And that's kind of awesome that they would, that they would do that. So again, if Max comes on the show, we'll have him confirm if he was speaking pig Latin or if I'm just going senile in my old age. So they were legitimately speaking in code. Yes. Oh. Yes, that is exactly it. Well played. <laughs> well played. Might have to bust out the cheesy potatoes for that one. Oh. <laughs> we have yet to do that. You've been making these inside jokes that most people listening are like, what? <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna explain it. It's gonna remain a question mark of what Casey's no, talking about right now. <laughs> So I don't know how you guys feel about this. I I tired incredibly quickly in high school and in college of graduation songs, of the actual graduation song, Vitamin C or whoever did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Day's Time of Your Life. I got so sick of that and never recovered. Eve Six has one of those too. It's called Here's to the Night. Yep. <laughs> so I'm curious what you guys think about that track in general. Like, do those songs grate on you a little bit? Does it? Do you find yourself burning out on them, or, or is it still pretty? Is it still cool? The Green Day one drives me nuts because uh, somebody played that at our graduation, um, who I, I was not a fan of, and then he also appeared at our twentieth reunion as well. Yeah, playing. The, Did he play the song again? Because that would be no, no. no. His whole That'd band, his whole band played all night. It was, it was whatever. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so that song, and, and the other thing is too, is like our buddy Kevin from college made a music video uh, in college with that, and like it was your typical, like you know, music video, like them playing around and, and having fun at college, and it was it was the Good Riddance one, so it it didn't make any damn sense, but <laughs> um, it was just one of those like oh, it was, it's you know now looking back on it, you could watch it like it would be like oh wow, look at me twenty five years ago, or however long the hell it's been. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I asked that question because I'm, I'm curious about it because Max, he made some very interesting points in sort of the description and buildup of that song. Because again, 
they've got this self-awareness. He knows. So he's talking about, you know, graduation songs or they use those kind of things for and how here's to the night fits in that category. He's like, you know what? To me, he's like power ballads, you know, even if I don't like it, he said what he said was he goes, they are all touched with a little bit of the divine. He says, I think they're all transcendent. Basically, what he's talking about is like this idea that those songs bring up memories of like versions of yourself from the past and he used the word verklempt which <laughs> i have deep respect for anybody using that and i had to look it up because i was i forgot what it meant because i hear it so rarely isn't it like you get a little uh like they can't talk or like uh yeah it's a yiddish word basically means kind of like like choked up you know how i know that how Saturday Night Live, Mike Mike Myers' yeah. character was talk amongst yourself. I'm gonna get all overclimped. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what her name was, but it was his character that he was like. He's like talk amongst yourself. It's, it was you like go. Martha's Coffee Talk or something. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was great. <laughs> awesome. So this is vocabulary with the itch. <laughs> itch Yiddish lessons. Good For Mike times. Myers. Yeah, yeah, Mike Myers. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, he's like, you know, you might feel a little verklempt. If you feel sentimental listening to this song, he's like, my advice is just give yourself entirely to it. So I felt like, you know, that was a pretty good sell. And I was like, you know what? I still don't love like power ballads, but you got me enough that I'll give this one a shot. And it was a fun experience. And you could see so many people in the crowd who had those like memories of that song from high school and stuff flashing back a little bit because I was in a crowd of people who were at least my age, sometimes older. <laughs> and they were having a grand old time, though. I feel like "Here's to the Night" was more of like a prom song. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was looking for—not yeah. graduation, but prom. That's the word, or that—that's the the event. Yes. Yeah. Now uh, that was a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Are we about to deviate into Dan's story? Time no, 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 okay. nope. <laughs> okay, nope. <laughs> Can't talk about that one. All right, let's not. <laughs> Can't talk about. Can't talk part. about it. So back to the show again. I thought I appreciated that he he wasn't apologetic about playing new songs as nobody should be like, do your thing. But he understood that the crowd was there for the older stuff. And so he, you know, he made note of that. So he's like, they're about to play Black Nova, you know, Casey's favorite song about things getting turbulent. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Turbulent. Turbulent. Oh, man. And so he was like, he's like, yeah, so we're basically writing our new music as a punk band. So all our songs clock in at about two and a half minutes. So he basically was like, if you're not here for this song, don't worry, it'll be over soon. Right. This is more or less what he was saying. That's honestly the only saving grace about those songs is that they're about two minutes long. Such a hater. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't, it's not, I like the older stuff better, but I, I respect what they're doing. And some of it still, they still so, have weird and entertaining like wordplay in their lyrics. And that's really what I'm here for in an Eve 6 song. I'll be honest, I agree with Casey for the most part about the newest album. Like most of them songs still annoy the crap on me. The only one that's kind of grown on me is The Angel in the Supermarket. Okay. All right. Wait, is that from Grim Value? Because or is that from because they actually put out yeah, it's from, it's from yeah. a whole album after that. That's no, from Grim Value, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was Pretty from sure. Grim Value. I haven't heard yeah. the album after Grim Value. Yeah, Grim Value was like an EP and then they did something called Hyper Relevization which I don't remember if it had anything that we knew on it and that we would collectively be able to talk to. We just skipped right over it since Grim Value not, made such yeah, an impression on us. Yeah. <laughs> so so my, my question is, when they played 
can we combine? Did they actually combine it with anything? They didn't play it, nor combine it with anything. Oh. They did not play, can we combine? <laughs> Missed opportunities. That would be funny if they played it and just like halfway <laughs> through it, they just start a different song. Yeah. <laughs> just a, a hybrid, yeah, a straight up combined them. That, or pretty- like a, a straight cover that's like not even their song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's great. That's good stuff. What they have been doing since that newest album, and I think this is really interesting, they have a pretty anti-Spotify stance. And so basically they release new music exclusively on Patreon now, and they do something I've never seen anybody do on Spotify before. Maybe people have, and I'm just unaware, but I've never seen it. They release like teaser clips of their songs on Spotify, but you they don't put the whole thing on there. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so, like, they, so they're recently they re-recorded anytime, uh, presumably for the same reason a lot of artists are doing that kind of thing now. I guess it's like yeah. now we'll have the, the rights to it. So, if you look on Spotify, it's listed as anytime preview. It's forty five seconds long. It's just a snippet. <laughs> you can't find the whole thing there, and I think that that's really interesting. <laughs> Which is like a whole third of the song, right? Sure. Yeah. But like, point being, like, I'm very this is another reason I would be interested in talking with him on the show is because I'm interested in hearing from people within the business about how the business works. And so are they finding it more profitable and more useful to just pretty much cater to their Patreon community and not worry about the big streaming services too much? I'd love to hear more insight about that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, then they played the heart in a blender song. (laughs) 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 Which he dedicated to all the people there who didn't want to come <laughs> okay all the people that were who were dragged to an eve six show yeah i don't think many of them were to be honest i think yeah uh, they they had the crowd quite one from the beginning those people were having like i said having a good old time and i do want to note naturally bands often will close their set with their biggest song and inside out is certainly their biggest song but even if it weren't rendezvous that i'm through with you is a great line to finish a set list with yeah doesn't that probably like a yeah. perfect closing sentiment yeah <laughs> and they're like all right go home now see you later <laughs> other than arch goodbye <laughs> arch drive goodbye yeah <laughs> now they did come back for a one song encore and so it wasn't technically the last song and they played superhero girl from their first album which is a, a ripper it was a pretty good one too but nonetheless <laughs> the point still stands <laughs> So yeah, 75 minutes of Eve 6 uh, for free for the first time in 18 years. And I had a great old time. I wasn't, you know, I was like, I got to go do something interesting for my birthday, even though I like didn't really have time to like hit people up. And not as many of my Chicago friends are as interested in in rock as you guys and some of our other St. Louis friends are. So it's a bit of a hard sell anyway. But I was like, you know what? I've been to concerts by myself before and they're still great. So I had to do it. Fair enough. And it worked. It was a great celebration. And I'm not going to spoil anything for the future post this recording, but uh, I think we'll see a show or two that will still end up being a birthday celebration sooner than later. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have my cake and eat it here. Too, here. I'm trying to figure out if we had seen a show for Casey's birthday, because like I, I almost feel like this is going to be one of the first years where we're all at a concert for our birthday. We technically didn't see it on my birthday, but it was close enough. Uh, Casey's birthday week was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got the Grandson album advance on my birthday. That was cool enough. 
man. There you go. <laughs> it's been an incredible year for birthdays, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Dan, and your birthday's coming up, and there are shows galore surrounding yeah. it. I know. So, I got to start soliciting strangers to babysit my kids. Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to watch my kids? He's going door to door down his neighborhood. You want to watch a couple of kids? <laughs> I'm just joking. I wouldn't do that. I know. I, I got to see a show. I know. <laughs> All right. This neighbor, you can watch my kids on this night. This neighbor, you can watch the kids on this night. That's right. We'll just we'll just leave them at your house and they can get on the bus the next day. I mean, or I can come pick them up at midnight, whatever you want. <laughs> That's right. So happy birthday to me. And, yes. <laughs> and Max Collins, if you hear this, despite the trash that KC talked about your EP, <laughs> we do appreciate you and uh we're all about making that conversation happen. If you're willing to come on our stupid podcast and talk about your stupid songs, very turbulent conversation. It would be incredibly turbulent. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm getting verklempt about it. <laughs> turbulence is like, um, a little bit like chaos in a flight. Turbulence is like when it gets yeah, windy no, and I... the airplane starts shaking. Yeah. I know that much. So it's like like a unsteady, I don't know, unsteadiness. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. More vocabulary from the edge. That's a two for one you get in this episode. How about that? <laughs> and it's a short episode too, so we're really getting educational. <laughs> Dictionary from the itch. That's right. The the itchinary. The dictionary. The dictionary. <laughs> Futurama reference for the win. Happy birthday to me again. All right, Dan, let's close this up. All right, so let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> let's get this done. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this uh, recollection of Aaron's birthday. If it was a great birthday, you wouldn't be able to remember it. Um, <laughs> That's not me. I'm not the free beer guy. I, I'm, just <laughs> uh, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> But thank you very much for listening to the Itch Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, everybody needs to wish Aaron a happy birthday. <laughs> Do it. I accept them. Even if it's not his birthday, just wish him a happy birthday anyway. I accept wishes all year long. And presents. Turbulent birthday. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> that, that's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. Talk amongst yourself. I'm going to get all over clumped. <laughs>